mercy and grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan, Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to episode... 280. I literally forgot and I was told five seconds ago. I'm so proud. I'm so proud. There's no place say Tara. A Stargate First Watch Rewatch podcast. I'm Nixie. It's been a couple weeks. And I'm Grace. And you did better than I did when I tried to do both of our parts in the weird little 10 minute ramble that I did. Uh, Today we're watching SG Atlantis season four, episode five. Yeah. Travelers. I forgot to write down my AKA and it was really good. That's okay. I have an AKA. AKA. AKA Mad Max Space Road. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I totally lost my AKA. I'm so sad. It was something about sexy times. That sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, I'll find it. Uh, it uh, it'll come to me. It'll come to me. How have you been the last two weeks? Huh, it's been a... It's been a two weeks. Um, oh, boy. So one of those two weeks, was it one of the two weeks? Anyways, I went camping Yeah. for a while. You did. Um, Kay- Kaylee, Kaylee, come on. Kaylee, come on. Over yeah, here. We're all just going to sit here. Sorry. Um, we we have on. a new drop screen hey, hey, hey. for our background. Kaylee. For the patrons who are watching the video. And, uh, and Kaylee has decided that her favorite new game is to go through the drop screen. And like dig at it. Dig dig behind it. Yeah. I'm a ghost, Kaylee. I live behind She's the screen. She's a green ghost, Kaylee. Ooh, you can't see me. Um, yeah, so I'm camping, uh, which uh, I really love camping, but I do not like camping in Florida. Okay. Because uh, it's hot, humid, and mosquitoes. It's, it's hot, it's humid, it's mosquitoes, and like... Uh, not the, a lot of mountains. It's no, it's it's not even the mountains. Like the woods are not my style of woods. Sure, it's more jungly, swampy versus yeah. um foresty, yeah. coldy. Yeah, I evergreens. I yeah, I gotcha. Oaks, like yeah, big, yeah, yeah. I, I would love some birch trees. Am I gonna get them down here? So uh, I went up to uh, Georgia actually and yeah. went camping, and it was fucking amazing nice it was really fucking awesome (laughs) uh we were up there i did a couple really long hikes one of them was an eight mile hike on my own yeah um kaylee went on the first hike with me uh with us Uh, we were right on a lake i still have no bug bites even though our campsite was like literally next to a lake well because that cold that just enough cold it was to make the mosquitoes be like no in, thank you. In the day, the high was in the mid seventies, so on the hikes there was a little bit of sweating. Yeah, but the lows were in like the mid to high forties. Uh-huh. That's uh huh. That's amazing. It was really awesome. No rain. We ate amazingly. Yeah. Oh my. Sorry, you said no rain, and now I got a song in my hair. It was uh It was it was magical. The kayaks were the. I mean, sorry, the hammocks were out. We 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 drank a lot. Nature is is a good. Is a good salve for the soul. It really is. Yeah. Um, it really is. I recommend is. it. So something, something, because we've touched on it a couple times in this podcast, you know, I've mentioned before that like I have a really hard time meditating. Mm-hmm. It's just something like I, I, I struggle to 
meditate. Sure. Yeah. To to slow down the mind, if yes. you will. How's that? Do you figured out? I figured out where I meditate <laughs> because I sat in a hammock watching how the trees move at the top of the canopy and just focused on that for like 45 minutes. Yeah, I can see that. <clears throat> and on the th- almost four hour hike I went, I just covered everything. That's awesome. It's nice. It's nice. Well, and it's nice to let your mind wander without trying to control it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like getting to that space where my brain's thinking of nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that one's harder to get to. Yeah. Um, it's, it's nice to start with what I call, it's like your brain's channel surfing. Yes. My brain's a lot of channel surfing on that hike. Where it's just like auto searching. You know what I think of it like? Um, there's a function on, on, uh, well, I don't know if new cars have it. My car's old enough that it still does. Where you would hit search. Oh, scan. The scan, or scan on the radio and it would do just like hit a station and stop for like a couple seconds and then it would go to another and then hit a station and then stop. And then- oh, mine just would scan to the next signal. There's one that'll automatically keep going if you okay. don't tell it to stop. Understood. And so that's what I think of like that first level of meditation mm-hmm. where you're like, fine, let the thoughts go where they want to go. And then they're just going to go to the next spot and then go to the next spot. So that's how my brain was on the hike. That's awesome. Um, I thought of a couple new D&D characters nice. in the process of that. Um, I would like to play a um, a rogue druid. That would be fun. I love it. I, I feel like you get extra sneak if you're like a rat. It's 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 sort of... I've been trying to come up with my ideal... Not specifically a Jedi build, but like Jedi esque build. Okay, yeah. And and my new four winner is a rogue druid. I'm I'm here for it. I'm excited. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't do beast shape as druid oh, okay. form. It's more just for the magic use. It's of it. for it's for the, the that style of magic use and like tunes in with sort of the force and the the pantheism of it all. Sure. Yeah. I don't know what my next thing will be. I haven't thought of it lately. I'm very in love with my current character. Oh, my 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 next character in future or this campaign uh is either that one uh-huh. or like like hard metal Norse Viking druid. I mean it's time. Yes. It's time. It's yeah. due. Yeah, that one there'll be a lot of beast form. So camping. Big big camping week. Oh, it was a big camping week. Um and then it's, it's a- <laughs> uh, they, before I get to before I get to the thing yesterday, oh oh, I was I was gonna go back to Thursday. But okay, yeah. Well, bef- we'll get to that. I was yeah. just saying, bef- but previously, because I would have mentioned in the last podcast because yes. it happened two weeks ago. Yes, I finished binging Babylon Five. Oh, good. I love that show. <laughs> I really do. Yeah. Um, it has some pure magic that was captured on that show. Interesting. Yeah, I'm here for it. Uh, also. As I was just talking about my Jedi build, there for those of you who've seen Babylon 5, yes, there's a lot of ranger influence because rangers are just Jedi without magic. I know some of those words. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched the Uncharted movie trailer. <laughs> How many times? So many. So many. So, as many times as Dune is long. <laughs> How's that? It's three hours I of Uncharted it. trailer. There was one night where Jesse and I, uh, uh, husband Jesse and I, finally had a chance to kind of sit 
And he's like, you want to watch something? And I was like, yeah. What if I just put on the Uncharted trailer over and over and over? How long will you let me go until you're over it? And how many times did he let you watch it? I actually, I think I only put him through it like twice. Okay. Um, And I think I suggested it also on Thursday before our Critical Role rewatch. You did. Oh, that also happens. Yeah, that also happened this week, y'all. So much in pop culture happened this week. I determined what the dog's trying to do with the green screen. Is she trying to eat it? No, she's trying to make a bed. Oh, don't do that. Don't do that, child. Go lay in your own bed. Come here, Kaylee Thorgy. She's like, there's a new blanket draped on the floor. Why I'm going to sleep in, in it. I and I was it. like, she's also at times dragged my old blanket upstairs out of the f- place it was folded onto the floor and is making a bed out of it. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Drakey's new move is if we're up too late, he will go into the bedroom, unmake the bed. Yep. And put all of our blankets underneath his body. That makes sense. So it's like, well, if you guys don't come to bed, then I'm in control you, of the bedroom. You can't, you can't sleep. You can't have it. Uh, we did learn that my little Shahalud yeah. is a little sandworm. <laughs> little sandworm. Little sandworm. And He's we learned that because sandworm. we watched Dune this weekend. We watched Dune! <laughs> and In I, the theaters! Yeah. I, I watched parts of the old one. Um I, I've read the first half of it via audiobook. Uh-huh, which is perfect amounts. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so I'm nowhere near as versed as you and, and husband I Jesse. Mean, it's, it's been a while since... I, I will fully acknowledge your husband knows much more about Dune than I do. I have, yeah, like... he's a huge, huge I fan. have more Dune knowledge than, like, the passing average person. Here's... I know we're going to get into it a little bit. Yeah. But here's my biggest thing. Why is the Fremen sandworm dance not something people do at parties? It's amazing. Why is it not like the um, electric slide yeah. or I would do the chicken one. dance yeah. or whatever? Why is the Fremen sandworm dance we need to not make a, it thing? a thing? Oh, I'm making it a thing. Yeah, it's I've decided be a thing. now. You know, I've been on the fence. Uh, everybody on the. Well, those of you who know, uh, know that Jesse and I eloped. Yes. We didn't have a wedding. Hence why we call him Husband Jesse. Uh, husband Jesse. Uh, and uh, we didn't have a wedding or a thing like that. We just kind of did it, went down to the courthouse one day and uh-huh. then ate a bunch of uh, uh, sweets yeah. from a local amazing bakery. Um, but we've been on the fence about like, maybe we should have a party. I want a party now solely for the fact that I'm going to make everybody do the Fremen dance. We're going to play um, Weapon of Choice. Yeah. Um, because I don't know if you know, but they reference the sandworms I in Weapon of Choice. I haven't heard the song in so long. I'm going to let y'all go back and listen to that song. We'll Who it. is it? Is it Fatboy Slim? It's Fatboy Slim. So go back and find the... It's the Christopher Walken one. Oh, yeah. It's the Christopher Walken music video. Find Weapon of Choice, listen to the track, and there's a huge Dune reference. Nice. Which Jesse had told me about, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's, that is what that is. <laughs> so it's possible that Chris Walken is doing the Fremen He very well dance. could be. I'd have to go back and reference the music video now. Yeah. But I want want everybody to learn it we're gonna play weapon of choice at the celebration do it and everybody's gonna do a line dance i to like it the fremen sandworm dance. i like it but besides a that tribute to what is it the maker yeah <laughs> i'm obsessed with sandworms it's <laughs> um I, I will say though and i know there's right now it's the like some people are testing out going back to the movie theater yes. i know this is available on hbo we're about to like rewatch it on hbo yeah 
this movie is made for the theaters. Definitely, if you have a place where you feel safe going, we were lucky that we have yep. a place where we feel safe going. Do it. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. It is so worth it. The audio, like, just... I I I want to give all credit to the entire sound department on it's this film. It is absolutely beautiful. And the scale and the scope and I have not seen a movie that is of this scale before Talk in a about long something time. that deserves an immersive experience. It really does. Yeah. And I'm really glad you know, I know some people like to sit in, in like, closer to the back of the theater. Sure. Um, I don't like to sit in the front row, but I like to sit closer to the front of the theater because I want to be have to turn my head to see the sides of the screen, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, this movie like was worthy it. of it. It was so... I love all of it. Um, I, I We're going to have, like, a full Dune we're tangent We're going to have cast. to do a Dune tangent. It's going to have to happen. But I, I will say that... For me personally, I'm just obsessed with sandworms now. Yeah, sandworms are awesome. I may I may follow the Fremen style belief that they are something to be revered. I will only say this: mm-hmm. if you really like sandworms, you really need to continue okay. reading the Dune series. Got it? Okay. Because sandworms are an important part. Yeah. Of. The full Dune series. Awesome. I also did, I did cry a couple times. Um, uh, the one that makes me cry, I one day I will learn this entire line, but it's the ritual of the, with the Gom Jabba. Oh, yeah. Um, fear is uh, the mind killer. I, I will not, yeah. Fear is the mind killer. Yep. Uh, uh, you know, I will let it move over me and through yeah. me. Uh, boy, did I need that last weekend. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's just amazing. Um Last one, and then I promise to stop on the Dune Is stuff. it the same? Th- oh, okay. I was like, one last thing. I have one last thing that we definitely need to touch on before we actually start the podcast. Well, I have too. one last Dune thing. Yes, please bring it to me. The casting of Timothy Chalamet yes. as the child of yeah. uh, of uh, Oscar Isaac and, oh God, I just forgot the actress's name. Uh, yeah, but, I was about to say Jessica, but it's not Jessica. It's it, That's the character's name. It's shit. I just okay. forgot it. J- uh, Ferguson. Something Ferguson. Ms. Ms. Ferguson. <laughs> it's, uh... Anyway. It's perfect. It's so good. It is so such a perfect blend of, like, I can see how those two people would have made that child. Yeah. That's all. I just my, really love when My that only out. casting, and, 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 you know, I... I got crap about this when he was cast as Aquaman when I'm like, I have genuinely always liked Aquaman because I was obsessed with dolphins as a kid. Yeah. So, of course, I was going to like Aquaman. Yeah. Again, perfect casting. People give me crap. And I was like, no, Duncan Idaho. Rebecca Ferguson. Thank Sorry. you. Yeah. I think it was Ferguson. Duncan Idaho was always my favorite character in Dune. Because he was, to me, like the most relatable. Yeah. I just really liked his spirit. And so, again... As soon as I heard they had cast Star Trek Stargate tie-in, Jason Momoa as Duncan Idaho, I was so excited. Well, and it's funny because you said it, and and not that I didn't believe you, but I yeah. know your love for Jason Momoa. I know. But then Jesse said it too. Yeah. And I was like, well, he's not a Stargate person. I know. So I was like, okay, well, we'll see. And I'm watching it and I'm like, oh, this character is Jason Momoa. He is, but it, it, it's also, you can watch that movie even removing the Jason Momoa out of it and you'll be like, yeah, I can see how they love that character. Yeah, yeah. He's it's just beautiful. His heart, he's just, he's just all hearts. Yeah. 
Um, and I love a character that f- fights real good. Yeah. But the fighting is real good. We'll do more spoilery things. Yeah, we'll have a full, like, spoiler Yeah, yeah, podcast. we'll set that up for y'all soon. The one last thing I wanted to touch on yes. before we actually talk about Stargate, because it is something that is extremely near and dear to our hearts, yes, oh, on oh. Thursday. Ah, campaign 3 of Campaign Critical 3 of Critical Role started. Holy farts. Um, I love everybody. I am already in love with Laura's character, as I always am. I'm already, I'm actually... Actually, lo- I love Marisha and Laura's character yes, together. Yes, and, and I completely love Taliesin's... Uh, barbarian. Yeah, and I. Well, I'm not. Uh, I'm not in love with. I can't get the name right. I can't get the name in my soul. But um, fresh cut grass. I love fresh cut grass. I will die <laughs> for fresh yes, cut grass. I will too. Yeah. Uh, I. I love not trying to guess what they're gonna do because they're so fucking creative. I know. That they come up with these amazing things, these amazing characters. And this world that Matt Mercer oh. has shared with us. Yeah. Everything he does is very cool. I want to Everything. go to the city. I yeah, this is the first one where I felt in my heart, I was like, I need to go there. I want to go there and ride on those cable cars. Jusar. Yeah. Yeah. It's so it sounds absolutely amazing it's very cool check it out and the nice thing is it's not gonna be so jam-packed of things to catch up on also it's the beginning of a campaign yeah if you have been critical role curious guys this is the perfect time to to jump into this on top of the fact my uh theater tech heart and soul is so in love with their new set that i'm basically drooling and uh, it's good times it's gorgeous beautiful times anyway okay why are we here we're here for the stargates ah yes uh october 26 2007 Ooh, we're almost like on an anniversary this (gasps) this is gonna drop on the anniversary is it yes oh my gosh on the third math 14th 14 year anniversary of this episode you will be getting this record that's the first time i think that's happened (sighs) then we're just that cool we're just that cool. that's why we waited the two weeks exactly this is why we (laughs) waited the two weeks to bring this episode specifically so everything is coming together everything's coming up to crepid spaceship (laughs) yes um, so I did want to mention uh, other, our main guest star, Joe Wagner, oh, yes. who plays Lauren. Yeah. Um, the best, this is my favorite weird factoid that I found about okay. her. Okay. So we in this house are fans of Good Mythical Morning and Rhett and Link. Okay. Okay. She went to college with them oh. in North Carolina. And apparently, according to Wikipedia, which is, you know, the bastion of all factual newscasts. If it's on Wikipedia, it's clearly the truth. truth. Uh, asterisk, not actually true. But she apparently caught the eye of both of the oh. guys. But, like, neither one of them got the courage to, like, talk to her. <laughs> but she was on a really early episode of... Good morning. I mean, she would catch the eye of a lot of people. Yes. She is very beautiful. Yes. Yeah. Uh, she was also the host of Wipeout for the first few seasons. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. And now she's uh, Hallmark filming it up. Uh, yes. She was also in Blade the series. I'm going to have to look her up. I bet I've seen her in some Hallmark films. Probably. she does look very familiar. Probably. I'm here for it. Yeah. So, yes. we start the episode. We do it. In a jumper. 
Mm-hmm. John is heading back home to Atlantis through an orbital gate. He was on a resupply mission, which he normally does not volunteer for. Right. But, you know, John just happened to have some free time. Mm-hmm. has nothing to do with the primitive tribal Dr. McKenzie, who's studying tropical paradise. And yep. this tribe has, quote, little or no social inhibitions. Yeah. Certainly not the reason. It's not at all like the time that um, friend of the pod, Summer, and I were trying to get us to, instead of doing a tutorial via call yeah or you know documentation yeah we're like well why don't you just fly us to new orleans yeah to just show them yeah. the thing that we're needing to show them it has nothing to do with it being new, In orleans. new orleans at all no it's just why don't you just send us it's there just convenient to just eat really good food and things yeah okay <laughs> i mean the, the, you know the, the locals were very friendly well yes john puts out and it's- as the jumper is hit by something and there's a moment where john just throws the apple he's eating on the floor <laughs> I love that. you don't want that to roll forward underneath his no. gas pedal exactly it's exactly dangerous. that's always the thought i have when something falls it's like where is it where is it it where could is be it? a piece of paper and i'm worried it's going to like it's jam gonna, my it's gonna somehow pedal. be the one piece of paper that <laughs> holds its tension yes. perfectly still to come between you and that gas pe- or, the or the brake, brake pedal, pedal even yeah. worse um so John pulls up the HUD. He thinks someone took a shot at him. Yeah. He's talking to McKay through the gate this whole time. Yeah. Because he's alone with the jumper. And mm-hmm. he's still under fire. He gets shot just in the right places to take first weapons out Oof. and then power all together. Yikes. So he's just sitting in a dark jumper, floating in space, and McKay can't reach him anymore over the radio. This is not great times. And if you see John sitting in the dark... A giant ship comes and scoops up that little jumper and jumps into hyperspace. It's gotta eat it like a sandworm. No, 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 no. He made. He didn't walk without rhythm. Credits. He didn't fly without rhythm. Credits. Can you make rhythms while you're flying? I guess you would, you like to some degree. Anyway, every I'm done. action has an equal and opposite reaction. Yep. So John, hands tied, is mm-hmm. marched through the hallways of a. Less the new ship. Yeah, yeah, It could yeah. use a little paint, a makeover show it's for sure. It's like on the level of the Falcon. I literally have. It's like the Falcon <laughs> in the newer films. I didn't look at that at all. I didn't yeah. look at your screen, I it's, swear. I have. It's like the Falcon in the newer. <laughs> not, I mean, not, not old school Falcon. That was no. pretty cleaned up. New school Falcon. She's Yeah, she's been in the junkyard being, yep. people are considering selling her for parts. Somebody already took the radio. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, or the rear view mirror. Both. Can you tell I've been in junkyards? They they took the uh they took the satellite dish up top. Yeah. So now it's the square it's the oh. rectangle one. I like it. <laughs> so they take some blood from him, shove him into a room, and a guy starts asking questions. Who are you? Where are you from? Where'd you get your ship? And John, coincidentally, was going to ask him the same questions. Totally. And that cheek gets him a punch in the gut. Yeah, he was captured by some rude dudes. And the questions are asked again. Yeah. The, I think the rudest part, though, is, like, let me just take some of your blood real quick. Yeah, let me just, like, steal your blood. Also, if blood draws were that easy, <laughs> boy, would that make me happy. And they're always that easy in sci-fi. Like, can we just do a drive-up blood draw for yeah. me next time I go to the doctor? 100%. Why isn't this a, d- a done deal already? Well, th- the thing is, is you need, like, the hyperspray technology at the same time just yeah. to absorb through the skin. Yeah. Um, which, again, needlephobes like me around the country, give me the hypospray. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, no, I'm I'm here for it. Just make it fast. Yeah. I'm tired of waiting. 
<laughs> uh, back on Atlantis, the rest of the team has gathered. They are definitely worried about what happened to John. The locals on the planet are like at Hudson Blood Arts level of technology, so yeah. probably not them. Yeah. And as they walk and talk, McKay explains that they did at least get some readings that do hype indicate a hyperspace window. Yeah. So he's gone. He didn't think John didn't think it was the Wraith. The star of this episode is hyperspace. It's definitely hyperspace. Starring hyperspace. Yeah. Mad Max hyperspace road. Yeah. I like that. (laughs) Um, The energy signatures of the hyperspace window weren't Wraith, weren't ancient. Um, And since any civilization in this galaxy that reaches any level of advancement gets culled by the Wraith. Uh Uh-huh. Who the fuck are these people? Yay, mystery friends. We are just a bunch of mystery friends. <laughs> Meanwhile, John is getting punched in the face on repeat. Uh-huh. Um, as punchy guy, um, Silas, Salas, Sil- Sil- punchy guy, sure. yeah. uh, steals Cap's line and says he could do oh, this all day. I that too! <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We have been doing this podcast together We're for way done. too long. Sorry, guys. There is no variety anymore. We have, we have hit. Uh, what's the word? Symbiosis. No. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know. Uh, when you start to become like the same thing. Yeah. I don't know. I'm done. We were we were doing something just the other night, and there was at least twice that night that we said the same thing at the exact same time, and yeah. we weren't on the podcast. No, we just existed in life again. Yeah. This is fine. So when the door opens, we meet Lauren. You, you just can't become my doppelganger. No, because then I have to die. Yes. As long as we don't look alike, we're yes, fine. Yes, exactly. Okay. Just check it. Just put it out and there. And we basically look the opposite that That's could the possibly best part. be. That's the best part. It's like we should be like the nega of each other. Yeah. We are we are so opposite in appearance yeah. that it's a long road for us to, to start resembling the, each other. We are the uh, alpha in, and omega. Yeah, we are in in when I was the story that's going to mean nothing to anyone but that's me, fine. but I want to tell it. When I was going into kindergarten because I wasn't in preschool or anything, and yeah. it was like I hadn't been. Um, I didn't know English very well and mm-hmm. all these other things. They do these assessments before they bring you into school okay. to make sure, to see where your brain is, yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. Like, are s- you ready for kindergarten? Are you, yeah. Are you actually ready for this? Do you need remedial are kindergarten? Are you smarter than a first grader? Yeah. Do, do you need remedial kindergarten? Do you need to preschool before you come into kindergarten? Yeah. And there was one page where it's like, this is a tall, dark-haired man and a, or no, it was like a tall, blonde-haired man and a, and a short chubby dark-haired man like light-haired yeah. man, and then and then there was two houses and there was a tall light house and like a short squat house and it's like which man goes in which house and so my job was to be like well obviously technically the little man can go anywhere he yeah wants, yeah he technically both of them could go in either house yeah well it's like the tall man could not fit comfortably in the small house okay. but the other man could but anyway like i knew what they wanted from me and ultimately yeah. you and i are the two men's in that in that scenario it also fits because our house is two story and your house is one story yes yes it does. and ours ours is skinnier and taller oh, than yeah. yours ours is nice wide and yours is wide and shorter i love it we are literally that page I manifested all of this. <laughs> you actually saw a vision of your future. I'm doing it. Look, I can do this. You you are in spice. <laughs>
I am. Do you spice? The spice must flow. <laughs> so, so when the door opens, we meet Lauren. Yes. Um, John has told Punchy Guy his name is Reed Richards. <laughs> yeah, of course. Which is the best. I do love that. We're just continuing with the Fantastic Four uh-huh. themes, except she actually knows his name is Shepard because mm-hmm. heard part of his call with McKay. Yeah. Uh, and Lauren really wants Reed Richards here to cooperate since yeah. it's a shame to do damage to that face, which it is. I mean, I agree. Yeah. The woman is no idiot. These people certainly aren't going to give John any information. And they try to intimidate John, telling him that the last guy, you know, that mouthed off, they didn't find his body, and they assume that she spaced him, yada yada. Like, (laughs) you have not met John before if you think that's going to intimidate him. This man has been eaten by a wraith. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Quite literally. Uh, They do haul John up. Also, he lives with Ronan. He lives with Ronan. Yeah. And honestly, Taylor. <laughs> True, yeah. Whole different level of intimidation. Yeah, he's not intimidated by uh, strong women. His boss is Sam Carter. Mm-hmm. This, she, my boss destroyed a son. What, yeah. did, what, did she, what did your boss do? What's up, bitch? Come at me. So they do haul John out of the room and I guess tend to his wounds because in the next scene, like his face is all cleaned up. Yeah. They offer him some food, in quotation marks, <laughs> another form of torture. Yay. Uh, they don't. They don't get a lot of fresh food Yeah, when you, you spend your time, uh, as much time in space as they do. They're definitely the, you know, there's the, there's two types of people. Yeah. Maybe more than, whatever. There's people who are like, food is fuel. Yep. And there are those who are like, food is fun. Food is life. Food is fun. Food is life. I mean, yes. food is life, technically. Food is life, but it's like, but, yeah. food is an experience. That, whereas they're like, food is fuel. Yeah. The end. Straight up. Yeah. And I'm like, I want to have fun when I eat. I'm working on adapting a little bit more of the food. Can sometimes just be fuel and doesn't always have to be fun. And that's okay. I have found, and you're going to laugh at this because you will see this in me. Um, I have found sometimes where if I don't get like the experience of like fun, like an eating experience, I just then will not eat. Yeah, that's fair. As you I mean, yell yeah. at me for most mornings for not eating breakfast? Yes. I just, like, won't. Breakfast is the most important meal of the day. It kickstarts your body and it reminds to the... rant. Yeah. Eat breakfast. And I just don't get the ritual out of it, so I just yeah. don't. I'm not telling you what to eat for breakfast. I'm telling you put some fuel in your body in the morning. I have coffee. This is for all of you. I mean... Uh, something that's not just a diuretic and caffeine. Um... <laughs> Because when you put fuel into your body in the morning, it reminds your body that you are not starving because food is coming. This is and it doesn't put other things into overtime and overwork organs. I am not a doctor and rant. This is when I don't admit to her that the only thing I've eaten today is this coffee and this alcohol. No like. <laughs> no like. Okay, so um we do get some info dumps here. Yep. These people are called the Travelers. Uh, Uh, They live in space and only really head to plants when they need food or to trade. And they they started their Traveler lifestyle Mm -hmm. as just to keep one step ahead of the rape line. (laughs) I mean, they could have gone with the Wanderers. I feel like Wanderers is so much cooler. It's mysterious. And then they can do that old 50 songs. They call me the Wanderer. (laughs) Anyway, that's all. But now this point this is just who they are yeah they just stay on the move and you know which i 
I do have, if this is their home Mm -hmm. and this is where they spend all their time and they live there, you think they would do a better job of like cleaning up the wires? I mean, we can say that, but I've seen the rat's nest of wires in my own home. True. (laughs) It could be that they got so out of hand that it's now overwhelming. Like, where do you start? Possibly. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. It was just. It's like at this point, those wires aren't going to be cleaned. They just got to move. It's more of like, it looks like one accidental move and you're pulling the wire out of something very important. That part is true. That's more of my concern about cleaning up the wires. I will give you that. Yeah. That is a true thing. John doesn't immediately think much about their life, but Mm -hmm. as she says, it's preferable to be a herd animal. Yeah. I mean, for some. For some. And she actually knows more about John than we think she does. Mm -hmm. She actually knows John carries the ancient gene. Ooh. Which John plays dumb about. And she's like, don't, don't play dumb. I like that he's like, what is ancient gene? Why are, like. She's like, don't play dumb. I'll let you keep some secrets if you play along. Yeah. Uh, Keep this up and you'll be spaced. Yep. And like many in this galaxy now, she's heard rumors about humans and the galaxy using technology of the ancestors to fight the wraith yep. they've set up spy satellites around the whole galaxy hoping for an encounter and they finally got lucky yep john tries to clarify the first meeting you fucking attack me disarm me and kidnap me why Just... would you expect me to go willingly yeah <laughs> how about no she goes well we couldn't let you go through the gate you know anyone who can operate lantian tech is of interest to them, hence the blood sample. I mean, sure. But maybe you, you catch more flies with sugar than vinegar. But if you really need to catch that fly. You just gonna fucking electrify it to death. Yes. Yeah, you're just gonna shoot it with a gun. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. So they're, they, they are working on a control interface adapter with Lantic technology. Yes. Um, Basically a way for people who don't have the gene to use ancient technology. John's guessing it's going to work because he's still here. They they need an HDMI to flash yes. converter. Yes. Yeah. Uh, in an overtly flirtatious tone, which I believe that is the other KKA of this entire episode, overtly flirtatious tone. Yeah, I'll take that. Uh, she tells him not to underestimate himself. Um, there's all kinds of useful things John could do for her. Wowza. Insert Wowza. music cue. Ooga. Ooga. <laughs> yeah, and that's when uh, they get to wherever the hell the ship is heading to and they drop off hyperspace. So she gets up, John follows. Nevik, the chief science officer, is also with them mm-hmm. and says they have a better chance of getting the interface to work if they reverse engineer it, use you know, of using Lantine tech that's already up and running. Right. That makes sense. 100%. So when she opens the door, we see the hanger of the puddle jumper, mm-hmm. which is not necessarily what she's wanting at all. No, it's not the puddle jumper. They throw him into the hanger, close the door, and activate the force shield. Yeah. John, real confused. Yep. As I would be. And then a little bit wig the fuck out when the floor starts opening beneath him and he's just standing on space. I mean, I don't even like glass bottom boats. Yeah. <laughs> it's the ultimate this glass bottom just boat. Nope. This yeah. is a nope, nope, nope. Yeah. It's a big no. And he's yeah. just standing over open space. He's going to be fine unless the force shield malfunctions and that almost never happens. 
But what this all is about is what is under John's feet now. Mm-hmm. We see hanging there in space a Lantean Aurora-class battleship. I feel like that's what she deserves. She's so majestic. She deserves it. What a beaut. She's a beaut. Yeah. Um, this is the point of all of this. John is going to help Laren get that ship mm-hmm. up and running. Yeah. As they walk and talk through the Atlantean ship, yep. uh, the travelers at least could access the ship's log. They know it was attacked by the Wraith. They yeah. had no communication, no shields. They could escape through hyperspace. The engines were damaged. It's giving off deadly amounts of radiation. Mm-hmm. They abandoned the ship. Full intentions of coming back to recovering it never did. It's just been floating around a dwarf star ever since. Yep. Never fixed. Sad. It's the, those cars that you see on the side of the road. It is. Sometimes you just gotta, yeah. yeah. That's it. That's it. And then there's, that Lantean ship probably has so many tickets on its hood. So many. It's like all those pink and yellow mm-hmm. and it's like all these tags. There's a boot on it somewhere. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Yes, don't worry, they did limit the radiation. There's safe zones on the ship. Mm-hmm. And they all have radiation detectors, except for John. Of course. As they take him to the bridge to start getting to work. Never mind that the engines have been leaking radiation for 2,000 years and everything you touch is probably radioactive. Just go real fast and you maybe you can get it fixed before the cancer takes you. Radium girls much? Like, yeah, a little bit. You know how, like, Marie Curie's notebooks are still radioactive? Yeah. There's yeah. no way that that ship did not absorb that radiation and Here, everything you touch. Go hang out in pre- what is it, pre patch Pre, I can't ever say it properly where the... Uh, Chernobyl? Chernobyl happened. Yeah, yeah. Go just hang out real quick. No big deal. Yeah. Just get it up and right it's again. It's fine. You just put a radiation shield up and you're yeah. fine. Says nothing. Mm-hmm. This is fine. Pay no attention to the third arm growing out of your back. Gosh. So... Make it up to the bridge mm-hmm. of the 10,000-year-old ship, John clarifies the age, because if this shit doesn't work, it's not his fault. Uh, yeah. It's a junker, for sure. Sitting down in the main chair, the whole place just lights up and comes to life almost automatically. Neva's been trying to do that for two months, and it takes John two seconds. I, I really hope that we, in the future, spoilers, <laughs> get some McKay Nevin. Nevik or Nevin? Well, you, you won't. Remember. Because remember, he's dead. Oh, that's dead. right. He's super dead. Sad. I really wanted some, like, Nevik yeah. McKay back and forth. I would have been great. He's, he's, unless someone's going to cast Talk to Dead, yep. Speak to the Dead. Speak with Dead. Uh, uh, Nevik wants John to just drive around so he can record John's, like, neural input and all that. Mm-hmm. And Salas tries to reinforce that John just shut up and fly. That weapon looks familiar. We and John catch that hmm. John was actually trying to clarify that there's a step before you just fly the ship yeah that step is called inertial dampeners yeah. and before Nevik reali- like Nevik realizes what John's about to do but before he can do anything John flies forward and ev- flown into the back of his chair while the other two and Laren are flown back um, it's called the reverse the brake check button <laughs> no brake checks on this vehicle please no. But what a great way. Like, what I used to, I, I remember when we learned to drive, brake checks were like a thing people would do for funsies when you had a lot of people in the car. Oh, yeah. Um, my God, we were horrible. Yeah. <laughs> we're just every now and then while you're going, you're just, oh, brake check. <laughs> like a piece of shit teenager that we See, were. See, we, 
don't 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 do this people I, yeah i i we str- didn't use them for that i i try not to but i know of doing it when people are following you too closely oh just well tap that's a check. whole nother that's what i'm saying like don't do it yeah that's a whole nother ball game so don't do it but yeah that's where i know break checks from yeah, no, just a little just- tap Break, like, oh, there's a lot of people in the car. Things are quiet. Everybody's happy. Break check. <laughs> I fucked all of you guys up. Okay. Because <laughs> we're terrible children. Terrible people. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Everyone's flown forward except for John. John mm-hmm. takes the chance to uh, stop the ship, jump up, grab that blaster. John's always wondered where his friend got one just mm-hmm. like this. Yeah. Uh, Salas threatens to kill him, and John just shoots them both as yeah. he gets to some other controls real quick. No thanks. Lion gets a little worried, but no one responds with the comms. Instead, gets John. He's just doing what he was told. He's flying the ship mm-hmm. right into hyperspace. You NBD. never told him where. Yep. You know. Yeah. He's really good about those loopholes. Mm-hmm. Um, Lion thinks they had a deal. Help him, and she would let him go. But I'm with John. He's like. You, how am I supposed to trust someone who kidnaps me, tortures me, and yeah, threatens to Yeah, why would I believe me? any of the bullshit you just said? <laughs> why like, would I believe any on. of it? What kind of weird... Yeah, no. This doesn't gonna... How has this worked for you in the past? I know. I feel like this would have never worked. No. Yeah. Meanwhile, Lauren is out with the rest of the team in a jumper looking for anything... And finding nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, is it a good sign they don't see any of John or the jumper in orbit of the planet? It means he's not destroyed and dead. That's true. And if he did get t- taken into hyperspace, there is no way of tracking him. McKay's sorry, but there's like nothing he can do. And Ronan is not a fan of that answer. We didn't GPS him properly. No. Yeah. The GPS does not go that far. Yeah, the tracker. It's beyond the limits of the... We are outside the bounds of the array. Yes. (laughs) This is bad times. It makes me think of those new... There's like new dog collars that have a GPS thing on them. Uh But it's like they have these weird ass boundaries where it's like, okay... If my dog goes missing, he doesn't suddenly have a boundary of an area that he's not going to travel to. Exactly. My little sandworm is going to go anywhere that he hears a rhythm. Yes. Anyway, that's all. The rhythm of bacon. Yes. That the bacon. rhythm is in his nose. That rhythm of squirrels slash lizards slash all the things in the world that are exciting to a little sandworm dog. So Lauren really wants John to take the ship out of hyperspace enough that she shuts down the shielded bitters to the bridge and is being flooded with radiation. Mm-hmm. John assumes she's bluffing because her own people are up there, um, yep. but who are now awake and tied up, by the way. Yeah. And their radiation texts are beeping. Lauren is not bluffing. No. She's she really will not. sacrifice her own people. She needs to, she needs a little bit of the school. It's too bad that Weir's gone, but maybe Taylor can help her. But she needs a little bit of that school of um, escalation. Yeah. Like, yo, if you go to 10 <laughs> off the top, where else are you, gonna go? you got nowhere to go. <laughs> she would have been a great um, student for Weir. Yeah. Weir, who knew how to negotiate and yes. be like, I'm going to push this to two. Yeah. How does two feel? Two feels okay? Great. 
How about five? What does five feel like? Five's a little tough, isn't it? Especially when I'm telling you how hard it is, and I'm telling you that it's only five. Yeah. But actually, I'm bluffing, and this is our eight. I know. But you don't know that. Anyway. Uh, but John does take them out of hyperspace. We don't really know what happens next, but John ends up in the brig. Yeah. Uh, Lauren is surprised by John. Uh-huh. You know, he she figured he'd make a move. I just wasn't expecting something... Not clever, not creative, reckless. Reckless is the word she's going to go with. Oh, like she's one to talk <laughs> about like, being reckless. Fuck? <laughs> Only me be reckless. Yeah. Yeah. It's not reckless when I do it. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, John has pulled 11 G's in F-16 without passing out, so he figured he had a shot. Yeah. Which, I could be wrong, okay? This is my quick look up. I think... Nine G's is the equivalent of 2,000 pounds of pressure on you. That sounds like a lot. It's it's a lot. It sounds like my head hurts thinking about it. But then you it. can, like, bump that up to 11 G's. Uh, like, Apollo astronauts on reentry do do not hit 11 G's. Wowza. Okay. Got yeah. it. That's a ton. 11 G's is a lot. <laughs> it's quite literally you're, a ton. You're not, <laughs> you're not going to stay conscious for that long at that point. Yeah. No, I, I yeah. And honestly, both sides of this conversation are just underestimating each other. I mean, John was not expecting her to, like, like risk killing her own people to radiation. That takes a special kind of lady. Yep. Nevik comes in. And, of course, before John left the bridge, he shut down the propulsion and nav systems because he's not stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, and since Nevik isn't sure he has enough data to finish the control interface, they might be stranded since Lauren is certainly not going to trust John on the bridge anymore. Yeah, yeah. Everything's fucky. Everything's yeah. just bad. I do I do love the moment where Nevik is worried that they're all going to die out here. And Lauren is like, no, look at this asshole. Does that look like a man is worried he's going to die? No. Fuck him up. This <laughs> John just looks bored. Yeah. Yeah. We're fine. Yeah. Um, he goes, yeah, check the subspace communication rate for sure. And Lauren is starting to regret kidnapping John. Well, she should. She should. It's like, this is the guy that gets dropped off on the side of the road when the kidnappers steal yeah. a car, but there's a child in it. And it's like, and you it's kidnap- like, ah, Don't fuck with the... Ah, just leave the child. You, you took the wrong car. Yeah. Where are we going? Why are we going there? I'm hungry. I need a pee. Can I poop now? I'm going to poop right here, okay? I'm going to be sick. Also, um, I'm hungry. Can we stop at McDonald's? Where's my mom? all the things and just yeah go to town back in atlantis mckay has something um they can actually do uh-huh uh ronan taylor arrive and he shows them that actually john found them yay um he 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 plays the beautiful noise of subspace another reason to love the ancients is they have a program that can find artificial patterns it's their version of seti <laughs> It's their version of a sandworm. It is their version of a sandworm. <laughs> um, which I'll get into my love of SETI in a second. Because, oh shocker, I love SETI. I believe it. Uh, but the program picks up actually a, a Morse code SOS, which mm-hmm. then uh, off screen, McKay has to explain what Morse code and SOS is to them. Yeah. Remember, not everybody's from Earth. Which I'm pretty sure I covered on a previous History According to Stargate, but we have too many episodes and I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it. But SETI, which I'm pretty sure I've also talked about, so I'm just going to redo a version of SETI. Do it, because I right now my brain's like, I don't, I couldn't tell you anything All about All good. 
History According to Stargate Let's SETI Edition. Um, pretty sure I've talked about this program, but we're going to keep going. In case you do not know what SETI stands for, it's the Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence. Okay. It's fucking awesome. Big fan. Um, I mean, if it's <laughs> if if Nikola I mean, Tesla yes. wasn't cool enough, he was searching for extraterrestrials even back before 1900. Nice. And like just trying to pick up different radio signals. Yeah. Um, there's been a lot of really, really interesting things throughout the 1900s. And the idea that we could pick up signals for other planets has been definitely on people's minds mm-hmm. in the 10s, 20s, 30s. There was some really cool stuff done in the 40s where, like, um, they would, for a bit, I forget when it was exactly, but there was a there was a second in location where they stopped all radio all all radio for wow. like five minutes at the top of every hour so that they could try to detect radio signals and not be cluttered with all of the earth radio signals that is so cool it's really cool um it really picked up in the 60s when like radio telescopes became more of a prevalent thing yeah which again had been around before then don't get me wrong um the most, the the SETI incident that most people know of is on August 15th in 1970. I have 71, but I think it was 77. In the 70s. Okay. Uh, the Ohio State University's Big Ear radio telescope was scanning an area of Sagittarius. Okay. When it got a signal. Okay. Uh, so the signal came in, and, and usually, like, the radio telescopes just gather things, and it someone has to sort through a lot of the data. Okay. And so the signal came through when Jerry Amen was looking through this and something stood out so much, he wrote in red ink next to it, wow, exclamation point underlined. I feel like I know this. And it became known as the wow signal. Yeah. Uh And it stands, it still stands today as the most likely candidate we've ever had of someone trying to reach out and contact us. That's not even that long ago. We should it's go back. Not, and, but sadly, we were never able to detect it again. <sighs> and or anything else coming from that area. Go back. We should just travel there. I know. We have no... Well, we don't even know, like... It came in the region of Sagittarius. I, I think we know, like, what area we came from specifically. Okay. Um, we were... We have no explanation, still to this day, if it was natural or unnatural, what came from or what caused that signal. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And, you know, also involved with SETI, a major play in SETI is Jill Tarter, who is a giant in the field. And again, I've spoken of my love of contact, but she was a huge inspiration of Ellie Arroway because SETI is a huge part of the of the novel Contact. There is a ton. Is in the movie form? Well, she was, uh, she might have a cameo in the movie. I can't remember. But um, Jill Tarter was one of the biggest influences of Ellie Arroway, the main character. Which is the main, okay, got it. The main character in both the movie and the book. I will need to watch Contact. You need to read Contact. I need to read Contact. Uh, Again, reading it is, if you, you can watch the movie, yes. Um, this is my weekly reminder to read contact. It that is. It, it is your weekly it. reminder to read contact. <laughs> um, because the book just goes, it, there is some science in it, you know, yeah. but Carl does it because it's Carl. He does an amazing job at explaining all of it. Um, but it just goes into more of the concrete study research and a little bit of the history and just how for even today, Especially in the 60s, but even today, you know, the scientists who are full-time study researchers are 
not as mainstream. That's such a cool job, though. I know. Like, I think if I got into any type of job in, in that space, field, yeah, that would be the gig I'd love. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, um, what else was I explaining to Jesse one time? Like, a, I, I like the jobs where you're just kind of like. I was thinking about, like, end the backlog and how there's mm-hmm. all these old oh, yeah. rape kits and things. It's literally just somebody needs to file all this work. Somebody yeah. needs to file. I would love that job. Yeah. And so there, I know there are people who are like, you know, there's so much more important experiments and, and projects that could use that telescope time. Um, but as many people, including Elio Arroway, has, has said that... Um, in the process of the search for extraterrestrial, extraterrestrial intelligence or signals, um, not finding something is just as yes. important as finding something. Yes, going through it, filtering through. And we through. still have not been able to process the whole sky and all of the major wavelengths. Like, it, it, there's, it, there's so much to... Because it's not just pointing a radio telescope at the entire sky, which when you consider... You know the the narrow bands that you're picking yeah. up from, but it's also you know what wavelengths are you going to be looking at? Well, and it's like everything you look at, you're not just you're not proving that there's something there. You're also proving that there's something not there, yes. which is something as well. And, and especially in context, you know, we've talked about the Fermi paradox before, and you know, there's such a narrow, you know, just because we're not receiving. A signal does not mean that there's not other intelligent life out there. Right. It's meaning that they're either not to the level that they're able to send it, send signals, um, or they, you know, there's also the whole the whole concept of because we, it's like the the prime directive concept of yeah. because we're like not, we're barely tapping our toes into space that. It's like the zoo concept of like, yeah, yeah. don't. They're waiting. We're, you know, we do that right now. You don't have contact with primitive, with primitive cultures here on it's Earth. It's like, it's as simple as like, you're watching your dog figure out how to unfold the blanket. Yeah. It's like, you don't, you just let him unfold it. Exactly. Let him unfold it. Yeah. Get, get him whatever way he needs to get that done. Or if there isn't, then how, what does that mean for life being on Earth? I like to think that we're all we're ships in the night. Like that's what I think. Giant sky, and we're searching this one corner. They're yes. searching a different one. That's kind of what that's that's my view of it because yeah. I definitely am with the Fermi's paradox of like, um, there is way too much out there. Yeah. For life on Earth to be isolated, like life to be isolated on Earth. Yeah. But the ships in the night of just like every, those cultures have to be at the same development level. Yeah. And all this kind of stuff. I mean, but again, we've been sending radio signals. We haven't even been sending radio signals out into the cosmos for a hundred years. Right. Right. Well, and it's like, how early into the process do they find the one yeah. thing? Like, that means there's out there. Yeah. There's more out there. There's stuff out there. But, yeah. you know, there's there's still a ton of more organized city projects going on. There's Project Argus. Um, there's also a big one, the Breakthrough Listen which is the one that I follow on and off. Um, that was the one that Stephen Hawking was involved with the launch in a big way. Okay. Uh, it started, if I remember correctly, it started in like 2015, and I think it was like a 10-year project. So we're coming towards the end of that one. Whoa. My personal favorite, which is currently on an indefinite hiatus, was um, SETI at Home. 
Okay. Which this concept I love. Uh, again, the Planetary Society was connected to it, uh, an organization who you know my love of. It's been around since 1999. And what they did is they had software. It's okay. a program that you could put on your computer. And what it did is while you weren't using your computer... It worked in the background oh, that's cool. while your computer was idle to help them crunch numbers and then send the information back. That It's like... Uh, it was crowdsourcing computers yeah. to do all the computations. At work, we have this thing where there's a... Like the render it's farm. It's render farm. It's yeah. exactly a render where farm. Where it's like, if you're not actively using this, yep. I'm going to borrow it. Yeah. In, 2000, in 2009, they had almost 30,000 computers on their system. Uh, and I did used to be a part of it for, for a bit. Nice. Um, on one of my old computers. Um, and March of last year, the project went on indefinite hiatus. No. Yeah. Um, Let me guess. Funding? I actually don't know why. 100%. Okay. Got it. Um, but yeah. Damn. I'm a huge fan of SETI. Okay. Huge fan of SETI. Well, it's like every time you tell me, I'm like... I love SETI because well, SETI is about communication, and then yeah. I forget. <laughs> well, SETI is cool because there's a more like there's a more organized SETI. Yeah, but also it's just like the term for searching for. Yeah, I just it's so e- I, I just so easily forget what they do, and and mm-hmm. that really their job is communication. It is. They're the communication people. They are. Those are my people. Yes. And so I dig it. I'm here for it. Which is again. Why you need to read the book contact? I'm going when you finish contact. the Miss of Avalon, it's sitting. It's I'm ready. We're getting there. You need to read contact. I'm actually checking um, because uh, spoiler alert to friends, uh, I will be going back to work from office soon. Yeah, I actually am checking to see if Miss of Avalon fits in my book holder. There you go. If it does, it's coming to work. Like with me. for Christmas, I'm just going to buy you contact. Yes, because I have multiple versions to loan out. Oh, yes. but it's going to give you contact. I like it. I and like then you're going to read contact, and then you're going to text me for information. Yes, and and that is absolutely 100 Brazilian. Because again, happen. the entire thing is about communication. I love it. So back in the break. Oh yes. In Stargate. Oh yes. Lauren comes in and just punches him a few times because John did what he did with the damaged communications array and yeah. John won't admit it until she punches enough time that he finally admits it and then she just punches him again real hard. I like that he keeps taking these punches and I'm like, John. <laughs> like, even if you don't want to hit her back, like, yeah. bruh, block much? Kayla so, would be so mad at you. So instead, she'll shoot him. Um, yes, there is a ship approaching. Not quite the one he was hoping for. It is definitely the fucking Wraith. Yay! And we see a Wraith ship coming up hyperspace. Let's just throw more crazy in here. So the ship starts shaking from being fired upon. Lauren comes up to the bridge. They have shields, but they're only at 20%. Mm-hmm. John's like, look. <laughs> I know how to get out of this. Yeah. You're gonna need my help. Yeah. Neither one of us trusts each other half the distance we can throw each other. Fair. And... He slowly moves the blaster out of the way. Her hand is shaking a bit. And, like, first thing John has in mind is we have to shoot back at the rave. Yep. And, and yeah, you definitely get the idea that the travelers survive by avoiding fights. Yeah, they're runners. Yes. They're, they're, yeah. Yeah, they, they, by staying hidden. By avoiding the Wraith yep. entirely. Mm-hmm. So actually being here for a fight is new and terrifying for yeah, all three of these. The offensive is not their, their no, game. Yeah. No, no, I keep forgetting that John's in our, for the video people. Yeah. I keep forgetting that John's on our background. I'm like, who's judging me? John is, John's just staring off majestically into the distance. Yeah. I keep feeling like he's looking at me and judging, at me, judging me. He's judging. 
He's definitely judging. Yeah. I'm a judge of that. So Lauren uh, sends John to the weapons control platform, a.k.a. the chair. And the chair. The chair. As she goes to the bridge. <laughs> yeah. He jumps into the chair, leans back. The wraith hit the ship just enough to get shots past the shield, and the chair turns off. Yay. Um, this next part, I feel like McKay would be so proud. He'd be so proud, because John just gets up, goes to the panel in the back, wires and crystals. Uh, between this and earlier when he was able to set up the SOS, John clearly knows his way around ancient tech and He's can like, read ancient. Ah, uh, yes, the ancient fuse box. Let me rearrange some crystals. But honestly, like, yeah. to even navigate through this episode, John can read ancient. He definitely can read ancient. He's learned enough about tech to, like... Yeah. Turn it off and turn it on again, if you will. I have a hunch he's just one of those people. And I admit, in times, I'm this person where he's like, I've seen McKay work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I can recruit. I know. I, he, like, he learns by, not by only watch. doing, but, like, by watching. Yeah. He doesn't I... practice it much, but in a pinch, he can do it. Yeah. Well, he's, here's what John, John is one of those people who's not going to be vocal about knowing yes. how to do something because he I mean. doesn't want to be the one who gets yeah, stuck yeah, doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... On the bridge, the shields are down. There is no more power Never can get. Like, this is yeah. not a situation of, like, maybe you can siphon some more. Yeah. We're done. As the Wraith Cruiser sends more shots, this one directly hits the bridge, and there is a very large explosion. Uh-huh. Lauren tries to open the door. I'm not sure if it's a transporter or just a door leading to the bridge, but it does not open, and they do not respond on the radio, so... It's bad times. Yeah. It's not good. I don't think they're on the bridge anymore. No, I don't think they are. Uh, John finishes rewiring the chair, Mm -hmm. activates it, sends out a whole bunch of drones, and quickly takes care of the Wraith ship. Yeah. I have a feeling that this scientist was not like McKay, where he worked better under pressure. I think the pressure just broke him. Yeah, yeah. He's an opposite of McKay. Yeah. Sucks to suck, man. Yeah. Uh, John... Um, also got the ship intercoms working mm-hmm. and contacts Lauren, who's worried about her people not responding and will meet John in the chair room. And when she gets there, John is definitely not in the chair room anymore. Yay. He's moved on to the auxiliary control room mm-hmm. where he shuts the doors on Laren. Sorry about that. Well, yeah. Are you surprised, Laren? I mean, what did you expect? Sorry, not sorry. Yeah. He makes his way around the room, just like taking a nice inventory overview of the situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, hyperdrive is down, not damaged, most likely a short, uh, which Lauren can take care of if he lets her out. Mm. Yeah, no. No. Don't worry, John. I already turned the transmitter off. There aren't going to be a signal beacon to more Wraith. Her, mm-hmm. His people probably got the message by now. Yeah. I mean, Lauren has spent her whole life around hyperdrive engines. She knows what she's doing. And John's like, that's not the issue. No. Yeah. <laughs> I have no doubt of your skill yeah. with the hyperdrive. Yeah. I'm not that dumb. So there's now Yes, I took a lot of punches, but I'm not that dumb. <laughs> there's now five puddle jumpers around the planet. Mm-hmm. McKay knows John is somewhere in this solar system, and he works in the sensors to pick anything up. And he gets something that's very far away. Mm-hmm. Could be a ship in sublight. Five hours away. Race to the shepherd. And Lauren is in command, by the way, and away they go. Yeah. Meanwhile. I like that Lauren's in command, but a lot of times it feels like McKay's in command. Yeah. Because he's so loud. He's so loud. This is how people think I'm in command. Just be louder. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, Lauren wants to break free. 
<laughs> she wants to break free. Uh, she works on the door panel with her knife and gets a bit of a shock. Uh, John gets a little alarm of the fuckery that she's doing. Yeah, how about don't fuck with the ship we just fixed, dude? Yeah. Um, seriously, once John's people are here, they'll get the hyperdrive online and then just drop Lauren off at the nearest gate. Pinky swear. Mm. Lauren isn't... How about I just drop your ass into space like you did to me? Fuck you. Lauren's not big on John's word or the deal, and John reminds her, you kidnapped me, lady. Yeah. Uh, Look, I am judging, uh, um... Uh, learn pretty hard. Yeah. But she is 100% what my character would do. She's like, I yeah. choose violence. <laughs> yes. But you have other choices. I, I choose, choose violence. violence every time. I know I have other options. Yeah. <laughs> Fully aware of that. Yeah. Um, my character is, let me go hide up in a tree. Yeah. And then shoot things from a distance. Yeah. I am the Hawkeye of the group. I choose violence. So... John puts the power out on the panel that Lauren's working on because it keeps getting sparky. This is for her own sake, of course. Yeah, yeah, sure. She explains that, look, she needed this ship for her fleet. Mm-hmm. You know, her fleet is old. They can't build new ships anymore. And even with the population control, there's too many of them. And sometimes they have to leave them on the ground, which is the worst. Sucks to suck, man. I don't I know. know what to tell you. Yeah. John, not getting sympathy from John. Exactly. Like, that's John's, like, sucks to suck. I don't know what to tell well, you. Well, fine. Lauren will break out the hard way and just starts firing a blaster at the door over and over. Mm-hmm. She gets through the door, then runs into a force field because John, it's like, John is really starting to annoy her. Yeah. Again, no sympathy. She tries calling out for her other men. Um, she's still hoping to get them alive, but John scans nope. the area. There is no one up there anymore. Gonna be a big nope. Yeah. Lauren turns and tries to find another way to get to John. He's like, I can track you. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when he finds another life sign directly in front of her. And no, lady is definitely not your people. She opens the door and it's definitely a wraith. Yay. Uh, knocks her blaster away. She, like, gets knife through his hand. They scrumble for a bit. Both get good shots. But right before the Wraith um, can, you know, get Lauren, he is taken down himself by one John Shepard, who yep. happened to be behind him. Lauren's fine. She's just caught off guard. Mm-hmm. Totally. She's totally She's fine. fine. Yep. She could have taken him. There's three more on the ship. John figures they escaped in darts and stuck through the hangar bay mm-hmm. after their own ship was destroyed. And before they head off, Laren takes the Wraith's weapon. He's not dead yet. Mm-hmm. As in a good zombie film. Reaches yeah, up for Laren's tap. leg. You gotta double tap. Uh, now it's dead. Yeah. Although, apparently John's blaster is almost dead as well. And which got me thinking that Ronan's never goes dead in the middle of a battle. No. Well, so, that's because it's Ronan. It's Ronan. But I was like, where is... Did, does he recharge his power cells? Like, is it modified to run off different charges? Yeah. I I 100% believe that, yes, it does. Well, he's been a runner for so long that I think he got himself into these situations early on. And so he found a way to rig it to where he's like, this will never go dead. Now, we have heard a couple times where I don't know if it's him or John, like, mention, like, extra charges or something. Yeah. The other thing I believe is that um, uh, uh, Lauren isn't very economical with her shooting. No, and so it, so I'm and looking at like a couple Ronan things. Is, yeah. I have a couple things. You know, one, I know these people are don't have, like, it's all mostly used tech. Yeah. And even if they're the people who made the blasters, it's one of those where 
like, they just... It's been used for so long and they haven't charged it or anything like that. What's so like it's your already controller near its where it just yeah. uh, it doesn't keep its charge. I also think that she's not um it, you know, there's it's like the video games where your um where your ammo is limited yeah. versus the ones where you just always have unlimited ammo. Well, I get to me I'm thinking even if Ronin's runs off the same basic power source, he has like five and he's consistently paranoid about keeping them fully charged. Yeah, I believe that. And he he does replace it maybe in battle, but yep. he's like, I finished that round. I'm going to recharge now so it's full. Yeah, he's always very fully aware yes. of what he's got that's, going that's on. That's when I have a hunch. Where she's just like, shoot a bazillion forever. Yeah. So they're left without any weapons, really, because the Wraith Stunner is also destroyed. Mm-hmm. Um, but before they run off, they don't get far. There's another Wraith coming their way. Yay. And... In a thing that definitely the writers just went ahead and wrote. They dive into a small room, but that's apparently still too big and the Wraith might find them. And there happens to be a small hidden space in the back that his life science detector notices. It's just a sexy closet. So they find themselves standing there in the sexy sexy closet, inches away from each other. Yes. As is necessary in a sexy closet. She starts talking and John covers her mouth and Mm -hmm. then she bites him and then he cries out. So then she she covers his mouth and outside the wraith pokes his head into the door. I remember my AKA. Yeah. Because this is where it happens. Uh My AKA is angry eye fucking. They definitely are angry eye fucking. (laughs) Definitely angry eye fucking. So angry. So fucking. Yeah. All the eyes. If they had been on the ship any longer. Uh Uh-huh. There are, yes. It just would have been like, I'm bored. You're bored. I can't stand you. I hate but. you. Yeah. Here's what we're going to do. Yeah. Um, but, you know, weirdly, uh, and then and then they get out of the closet. And then weirdly, the other two are heading to meet up with the first one. Yeah. Well, you know, they got a huddle. Yeah. So the jumpers are still on their way. McKay can't boost the sensors anymore. Lorna is not happy that this means they have no idea what they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. They do know that there is a space gate, space gate in the system. Ship may have been heading towards that. They don't even know who they are. Yeah. And a moment I love, Ronan's like, does it even fucking matter who they are? Yeah, we're going in. It's going to be fucky, but we gotta. It could be a wraith of high ships. Is that going to, like, stop us from going to get Shepard back? And yeah. Lauren just turns back when it goes, nope. We could be going to our certain death. Will that be stopping us? No, no. it won't. Yeah. So still playing Seven Minutes in Heaven, mm-hmm. Lauren is scolding John that he this wouldn't have happened if John had just cooperated. He'd be home and her people have a new ship. And she's like, if you had just fucking asked for my help instead of attacking me. that? Yeah. And she's like, well, I couldn't risk it. You might have said no. Um, okay. <laughs> but this is worse. How is this better? John's saying that they leave so they can get out from their little closet. Yeah. The sexy closet. Uh-huh. Um, but they're, the wraith are still between them and the control room. Uh-huh. And they can't risk the wraith finding the control room. Because... I mean, look, there was enough time, so he... He left the keys in the ignition. <laughs> he left the keys in the... The I, car is running. I love how Lawrence, like, you didn't leave that on, and he's, like, continuing. I'm just looking... I can't hear you. I'm just looking at the right I love that there. they're like, hey, this is really shitty. Let's fight about it. It's like, are you two my parents? How is this helping the situation? <laughs> it means, yes, they could... Find the control room. 
not only fly the ship, also find them on sensors, but John was saving Lauren's life. I'm telling you, none of this is helpful. And she's like, well, it wouldn't have been a danger if you hadn't broadcast her position to the galaxy. And after a moment of just, like, Spider-Man pointing at himself meme. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> do you want to argue yeah. about this or fight something you do? Yeah. And what are the options? Mm-hmm. So, the one weapon they have is the chair. The chair. It's not okay. going to do much good with the wraith in the middle of the ship. So, Lauren has a plan for them mm-hmm. to not be in the middle of the ship. Yeah. And with no other better option. Yeah. Let's do it. John gets to the chair. Lauren can now use a life sign detector and just ask. He, he's like, oh, okay, just double checking. Are you yeah. sure you want to do this? Because if you don't make it, he's going to feel responsible and really doesn't want that guilt on his shoulders. Yeah. She's like, I'll be fine as long as you don't shoot too early. And she's sure that's not the first time he's heard that from a woman. You know, she's she's like... <laughs> Like, I get it that sometimes that kind of flirting works, but, like, you're just mean. Yeah, you're just being the you're mean girl. You're just a bitch. You're just being mean girl. Yeah. You're just super a bitch. You're telling him not to blow his load. You've already punched him. Like, yeah. this is not how, like, after first grade, being mean <laughs> to someone is yeah. not the way to get, like, to no. be flirting. Even it's, in first grade, don't do that. Yeah. It's rough. Uh, on the other hand, John could live with himself if she She's dies. She's nagging him. She is. Yikes. 100%. Okay. It's, a pretty, it's a pretty smooth plan. Lauren gets their attention, runs, they chase her right to the area near the outside of the ship so John can fire some drones on their own ship, blow the bulkhead, they float into space. Mm-hmm. And it would have worked great if it wasn't for those pesky kids. Uh-huh. And by pesky kids, I mean the one wraith that Smart split enough. off. The one with more than one brain cell. Yep, that came up behind Lauren and just starts feeding on her before she can do anything. Yeah. John gets worried that she's not responding anymore, and we can see that she's not dead. No. She isn't looking like herself. She's not doing great. No. And before the Wraith can finish this, he's like, how many more people are on the ship? Such many. Such many people. John arrives, stays hidden, definitely has no power on the blaster anymore. Mm Mm-hmm. Wraith continues to question Laura, not knowing Joan is there, until he creeps up and puts the blaster at the back of his head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just the one. Just his name one is shot. John McClain. <laughs> uh, the Wraith just fed. Yes, you can regenerate real quickly, but how well can you regenerate a new head? Dun, dun, dun. First, give me the stutter, which, yep. he, which the Wraith does. Not happy about it, but, you know, mm-hmm. what option do you have? Second, to quote Caduceus Clay, put it back. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Put it back. Put it back. Then leave. That's your one critical role reference. That's all you get. In this episode. And none more. Because it seemed like the perfect reference. It is pretty good, yeah. Uh, The Wraith isn't dumb. If he restores her, then there's basically nothing to stop John from killing him. And John admits that. He's like, look, there's a 50-50 chance I'm going to kill you out of spite. Yeah. But if you don't. There's a hundred percent chance that yeah. I'm gonna kill you. Take it. Take the take the possible fifty. So face with the little options and not knowing that John is a hundred percent bluffing with that blaster. Yep. yep. Restars Lauren back to her beautiful self. Mm-hmm. And for some reason that I have no clue why. Okay. John doesn't escort the Wraith all the way back to his jumper. Yeah, that's a lot, dude. Just sends him down the hallway, assuming he's going to continue to the jumper. I caught that as well. I was like, (laughs) all right, we're going to overlook it. It's been a big episode. Everyone's tired. That's fair. Fine. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. It just it goes straight to Lauren uh-huh. because, you know, damsel in distress. Sure, sure. Uh, she's not entirely I'm sure. I'm going to go with he's not an entire piece of shit. He's been in the position that Lauren's in. So his concern is more towards her than towards this race at the moment. But that race is going to want... What's stopping yes. you from going straight to the control yep, room and flying the fucking absolutely ship? absolutely right. I know you're right. I have no good answer. She'll survive the 10 minutes until you get back. Yeah, it's true. I mean, if it were me, I don't know that I would have told the race to put her back. I would have been like, sucks to suck, you're old now. (laughs) Sorry. Bye. Um, She's not really sure how to feel yet. It's very weird to have your life taken and then shoved back into you. But it does feel kind of good, she admits. And John's like, yeah, I actually know the feeling. It's a Uh long story. Yeah. He helps her to her feet. She holds on to him as her legs are unsure about themselves. Oh, boy. And I mean, John saved her life. Sexy again. moment time. Mm-hmm. Well, if she hadn't come up with that crazy plan, they'd be dead. Dun, dun, dun. So they make a good team. John's like, don't go crazy. But they should try to get along for interstellar relations. A.K.A. Interstellar Relations. Yes, <laughs> we knew they would. I did not have interstellar relations with that woman. They start kissing. Of course they did. But also, as we knew she would, they she's using stunning. that kiss as a way to get the right stunner. The old kiss and stun. And, and he's like, you you got to be kidding me. She's like, sorry. Shoots uh, him. Oh, look, I know that she's the bad guy, but Vala would be proud. Vala, Vala would be proud. So proud. Vala would definitely be proud. Yeah. I would love to see Vala and her just to just a well, I'd put them in the to, same brig. I'd love to. I'd love for this story to become a teaching moment where they bring this to Vala and she's like, "Here's how you handle this situation. <laughs> Here's what you did wrong." Yeah. Um, also, you were fucked. If yeah. she's as good as I am, you did everything you could. Yeah. You there's just no way out of that situation. So it must have been uh, a low setting because he's coming too once Lauren makes her way to the control room. Mm-hmm. And she's sorry. I mean, well, it's, it's because grateful. all the blood wasn't in his brain. No, that's why. Exactly. Fine. All the blood was rushing away from that. Some were far, far away. Um, she is grateful that he saved his life. It's a really funny way of showing it, but mm-hmm. Lauren knows that the only reason John didn't lock her up the moment he could is, you know. He thought that his people would get here first, and he was wrong. Mm-hmm. As three traveler ships come out of hyperspace uh, surrounding the ancient ship. Damn it. And they actually they actually find the ship, assuming John would try to contact his people. So they just kind of piggybacked off sure. John's signal. That makes sense. It's not stupid. Yep. Lauren wants some technicians and a security team, and John has to convince the door to open once he's on his feet, but immediately on the other side... Armed people he wasn't expecting. Yay. Um, yeah, at this point it became a race to the prize. And yeah. unfortunately our team got stuck in a little bit of analysis paralysis. Well, it's also just we don't have, like the other people just had a faster ship. That's true. We're stuck in five puddle jumpers. We're jumpers, yeah. We didn't have the Daedalus. Yeah. The That's jumpers true. arrived at the scene at this point. They recognize the Aurora class ship. But not the other three. And they don't know what ship sent the signal. They don't know what ship John's on. Lord immediately asks what ship to target weapons on. And Taylor's like, um. What about talking? Can we talk before we attack? Yay, Taylor. Please. Um, since we don't know these people, 
Can we just take a step back? Yeah, it's like, what do? Sneak attack? Diplomacy? <laughs> full, full on rage? What do we do? What do we do? What do we do? Either way, their cloak is their main advantage right now. So if they either choose uh, talk or shoot, it's going to lose that advantage. So, yep. uh, and then also, if these ships just jump into hyperspace at a moment's notice, all of this is for naught anyway. So, mm-hmm. of course, it's McKay. He'll figure out a way to disable things. Yep. John is back in the brig. Yep. Lauren comes in and uh, and big shocker. Even though they don't have hype, they have the hyperdrive back up. There's still a lot they can't access, and and the control adapter is going to take some time. So Lauren will have to keep John. God, here. what an unlikable human being. John is less than happy about this. Well, yeah. And John and Lauren reiterates that like sketchy tactics or not, she's doing this for her people. And she goes to leave. John points out that like. If all you do is run, all you're doing is surviving, and it's diminishing diminishing returns. Yep. He's not wrong. Like, this one ship is not going to buy you that much more time. You're just slowly dying. It's time to take the offense. Yeah. Time to take offensive. Um, also, if you haven't heard, the Wraith are under attack. Uh, mm. From who is a long story, but... <laughs> but you gotta trust me on this. If they are entirely wiped out, they're gonna be extremely vulnerable. And the Travelers are one of the few people that John has seen in this galaxy with hyperdrive and advanced weapons and whatever the fuck else they have. Yep. You could tip the balance. Yep. And Lauren's like, well, are we talking about an alliance? And John's like, I'm not asking you on to dinner or anything. Bitch, please. <laughs> this is about everyone's survival. Yeah. And after every, Lauren's like, after everything I did to you. You're still a human. And John's like, well, you said you were doing it for your people. Mm-hmm. And Lauren may have misjudged John. You think? A little bit, maybe. A little? Just a little bit. And as McKay figures out where to target, he's he's aiming for the ancient ship's weapons because he still can't figure out what the fuck the other ships are. Sure. So if you fire at them, it's going to either possibly bounce off, possibly destroy them. Who knows? Uh-huh. Um, and in almost that instant, all four j- j- uh, ships jump into hyperspace. <laughs> And the whole jumper is just like, well, fuck. Yeah, there's no decision. We just no. made the decision for you. Um, they're thinking John is gone. They have no way of tracking him again. And that's when McKay gets a single jumper on the scanners with a single life sign. It is indeed John Shepard. Everyone is very relieved. Everything's points fine. Out they came very close to losing him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you don't know the half of it. Yeah, wait till I tell you this story. Later in the mess hall, John is greatly appreciating food with a gusto. I mean, yeah, when you've been eating blocks of weird jello yeah. stuff. Yeah. Even if the flavor is a little bland, just in an, an actual food. Like an actual food with texture. That's nice. Um, Everyone tries to picture living their entire lives on a ship. Ronan mm-hmm. would go batshit crazy. Oh, I believe that. Um, but yeah, that may he's like he he's doing the and I've done this before too. He just has John is cutting his meat mm-hmm. into like bite-sized pieces. Sure. Ronan just has the entire piece of meat on his knife and eating it off, which I will admit I have done that before. <laughs> I'm a cut a piece, eat it, cut a piece, eat it person. No, I'm normally that person. Yeah. Or I'm a pre-cut person. Yeah. I'm um, not, I don't cut all of them. That's a lot of like, because to me, I, I think that the food gets cold that way. 
I have just, I'm just admitting that I have been the person who's like, I'm too lazy to cut this. I'm just going to stab it with my fork and just and, and slowly it eat it off the fork. That works too. I love, McKay a couple times just eyeballs the meat on a stick. Oh, like you're surprised. I know. Yeah. John isn't entirely sure why he was let go. Either Taylor's idea that they were interested in the alliance he offered or Rodin's thought that they just found out that John is worth more trouble than he's worth. Yeah. That's probably that one. McKay knows that, you know, there's something else. There's something else you're not telling us, John. She was a sexy alien. She was hot, wasn't she? Yes, he was. And, you know, John isn't sure what you're talking Uh about. John's not one who's kissed and tell. And somehow McKay is all taken aback at this moment because every time he's captured, it's the wraith and he just wants to be captured by the sexy alien for once. Even a sexy wraith he would take. He would. He would like, I'll take it. I'm just hard (laughs) up, okay? You have a girlfriend. But he's forever... So here's what I think. I think McKay came to having girlfriends late in life. Yeah. So even though he has one, he's like, I got a lot of time to make up for. I got a lot of people to see. A lot of things. And now he's finally got this, like, confidence because yeah. he does have a girlfriend. He does. So he's like, I know what to do around women now. <laughs> I need more chances to practice. McKay, even if it's innocent, you, like, flirting. McKay, you still you still don't know what to do around women. Well, to clarify, he thinks he does. <laughs> The end. I feel like saying I know to do around men. But you do. You've you've ha- you've been in a relationship long enough I that have, you're not going to be like a man. Oh I've, God. Depends. I mean, I've been I was successful with one. That's all I need. That's, That's all, all you need. need in life. That's all you need. You don't have to. You don't have to bet a thousand. No, you just gotta hit it once. Just you exactly. Hit it out of the park once, and you did. You know, John does clarify that she threatened to kill me multiple times. Like, this wasn't a spa. She was pretty high on the crazy sexy scale <laughs> towards the crazy. Yes. There could, it was a lot. Um, but you may also get your chance to be captured because she's still out there. And this whole time, like, Rona just has this grin on his face. And Taylor cannot roll her eyes hard enough. I, I, she she almost, like, rolls back into her, onto the floor. <laughs> From her chair, yes. her eyes roll back so far. Yeah. In fact, out of the dramatic response, yeah. that would have been my move. <laughs> and then uh, we fade out. The end. The end. This was fun. Yeah. Uh, Lauren is a lot. She's so much. She's a lot, but you know. She needs, needs to just tone it down a couple notches. I, I get that she lives here, but again. <laughs> she lives at that level. Like, you've got nowhere to go. No. Um... Yeah, I'm sure there's some trauma there when that's why she lives there. But I feel Jesus, like all the travelers have some sort of generational trauma. If you're going stuck on. living that way, I yeah. imagine. Yeah, uh, that was fun. That was fun. What's next? What's next? Next up, next is an episode I think you're really, really, really going to okay. like called Tabula Rasa. I know that word. You I do. know what that means. Blank let's get slate. let's get to those clean slates. Yeah. Um, this was fun. It's good to be back, guys. I know. Uh. I, I'm ready. <laughs> um, if you have opinions on sandworms, um, we, and shy halud, we would like to know your sandworm thoughts. Please find us on Twitter at Terra Podcast. You can find us at Muadib. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you can find us at uh, Facebook at There's No Place Like Terra. You can email us. At there's no place like Tara at gmail.com. <laughs> Patreon.com slash no place like Tara. Um, we have mentioned this on the video part, uh, but for for our audio listeners, 
Um, we have a big, beautiful, fancy, actually working green screen now for our video streams that we yeah, put on that Patreon. Yeah, you can see on Patreon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then also, please, as always, rate, rate us, like us, review us wherever you get your podcasts. We love all of our reviews. All of you are, make us so happy um, because we are creative people who basically live from the adulation of others. We're big fans of this community. <laughs> we love you guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Until then, walk without rhythm. Fear is the mind killer. Don't attract the one.